The scripture reading is 1 Peter 4, 9, which says, Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. That's something I need to practice. And may the Lord add his blessing to his word. I have a question for you this morning. Have you ever greeted somebody only to have them ignore you? You say hi to somebody and they, you know, don't respond. So what do you do? You try again. Hi. Then it becomes obvious that uh, they don't want to be greeted by you. They may even show some disdain, annoyance, or outright rejection as they dismiss you with uh, the grunt, a gesture, no offer of acknowledgement. Uh, it happens sometimes. You'll say hi to somebody and they'll, they will be, yeah, or grunt. It can be early in the morning, late at night, any time of the day. How does it make you feel? Does it make you angry? Make you sad? Do you wander away, muttering under your breath, a vow, I'm not going to say hi to that person again? Or perhaps you're more understanding, and you're thinking, oh, maybe there's something going on. Words and gestures of greeting and welcome are universal. You know, hellos, handshakes, hugs, kissing, bowing, a wave of the hand, a smile, a simple, you know, nod, a glance when you walk by somebody. They're all ways to acknowledge another's presence and existence. It is a polite and courteous. And when you rebuff or ignore somebody's welcome, it's considered rude and impolite. That's universal. In our text today, Peter urges his readers to move beyond a greeting, to move beyond a welcome, to offer something deeper, what we call hospitality. While the road to hospitality begins with a greeting, it doesn't end there. It continues. In the first century, hospitality was a powerful testimony of the gospel as people loved each other by being involved in each other's lives. And it was extended even to strangers, you know, inns and hotels, places to stay and rent. There's no Airbnb, no B&B breakfast, breakfast and bed. So you relied on, on people's generosity. Even our Lord, when he was questioned, said to somebody that he had no place to lay his head. As he traveled and as he ministered, he and his disciples would stay where they could. And for example, it says, now as they, Jesus and his disciples, were, were traveling, they entered the village, which happened to be Bethany. And a woman there named Martha welcomed him into her home. Hospitality. Now, likely Martha did not know much about Jesus. He was somebody who was in town. But she didn't enough to host him, to invite him into her home with the disciples. That's quite a crowd, 13 people. But the result was she came to faith. Her sister, Mary, came to faith. Lazarus, her brother, came to faith. Lazarus, the one Jesus rose from the grave as a great testimony to his power, came to faith. When we share our homes, when we're hospitable, it doesn't just bless the person who's a guest, but it also blesses us. Because hospitality is interwoven into every culture. 
As Jesus later prepared to send out the twelve for their ministry, he said to them, when you enter a town, look for someone who's worthy and stay in their house until you leave. As you enter the home, do what? Give it your, give, give your greeting. If the house is deserving, let your peace rest there. And if not, it will return to you. You know, you may think that uh, this kind of thing happened in the past. It doesn't happen anymore today. Well, some of you know that I spent a number of years serving Jesus in Turkey. And one of my ministries was traveling around the country, meeting people who expressed an interest in learning more about Jesus. And on one occasion, it's the middle of winter, one occasion, a colleague of mine traveled to meet somebody, arrived on a, a very cold winter night. Think of a Montreal cold winter night. It was like that. We cross the town square to look for a place to stay, and a car pulls up. It's a man. He has a small child in the back. He stops, opens his window, and he says to us, give a place to stay. You're welcome to stay at my place for the night. He didn't know who we were. He had no idea what we were. We didn't know who he was. We, we politely declined the offer. But I'd never f- forgotten the welcome to be received in this small town. Out of nowhere, this guy shows up and asks us to stay if we want. He just saw two visitors on a cold night, and his first reaction was to stop and ask. You know, I stayed in many homes when I was in Turkey. And oftentimes, the people I would meet would insist, you have to stay with me. You must stay at my home. You don't go to the hotel, you stay here. It was not an obligation, but it was an extension, an expression of welcome. You're welcome to be here. I welcome you to come. And so Peter writes to his fellow Christians in this letter, First Peter. And these were Christians who were suffering. They were scattered. They were alone sometimes. And they were suffering. And he encourages them to be hospitable to one another. Because that's what they have, is each other. That's what we have, is each other. And so we see that hospitality... I'm getting ahead of myself, I think. Yeah. We see that Peter says to offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. And then he explains what that means in verses 10 and 11, where it says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. So Peter urges the practice of hospitality. In fact, he assumes it. He doesn't say, if you feel like it, be hospitable. He says, be hospitable. Now I've got to see where I am in these slides here. I seem out of order for some reason. Hospitality is to finally receive a guest or to graciously welcome a stranger without expectation of anything in return. It's also an active and responsible meeting the needs of people. That's what hospitality means. And as I just read these verses, I'm catching up now to my own slides. 
to offer hospitality, we're commanded to do, and Peter, of course, explains what that looks like, that we should use whatever gift we have in God's grace. And we should speak and act in certain ways. And so hospitality includes a number of elements. And these would be the will to welcome, the desire, the intention to welcome somebody, words of welcome using our language, and finally, the works of welcome. A lot of W's there. So today after the message, remember, will, works, and words of welcome. Because hospitality begins with our will, with our intention to do that. So the will to welcome revolves around an attitude. You know, Peter quite clearly says, don't grumble. That's an attitude. It reflects your heart. It's an attitude of openness, of selflessness. When you give yourself to somebody, invite them into your home or invite them for a coffee or a meal, you're giving something to them. You're inviting them to be part of your life. And it's a decision that you already make before the opportunity arises. When you came to church today, were you welcomed? Did you expect to be welcomed? Or did you expect to welcome somebody? What was in your mind? When you go somewhere, is expectation to somebody to come and welcome you? Or do you go to welcome them, to greet them? It's a mindset that we cultivate and practice. That we're looking for ways to practice hospitality. There's also the motivation that comes. Why, why, why do this? Why, why be hospitable? Especially if somebody's not returning it to you. Why would you be hospitable? Well, we read in Matthew 25, 34 to 40, something very important. The reason why we're expected to be hospitable and welcoming people. Jesus said this. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry or feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink. When did we see you as a stranger and invite you in? Or needing clothes to clothe you? When did we see the sick or in prison and go visit you? And the king replies, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. Why be hospitable? Because when you're hospitable, when you welcome somebody, a true welcome, you're welcoming Jesus. When you extend the hand to shake a person's hand, you're shaking the hand of Jesus. Jesus is equating our caring for each other with caring for him. That's our motivation. When God looks at us, he wants us to be like him. And he's a welcoming God. The motivation to welcome and the practice of hospitality is that as we care for one another, we're caring for Jesus. And Peter's quite clear, and he says, don't grumble about it. When is it inconvenient to, to be having somebody in your home? When something's going on in your life, when you have your own agenda, 
it interrupts you. When it's inconvenient. You know, back, for some reason, all my stories are about Turkey today, but uh, in the first place we stayed in, we were about a half-hour drive from the airport in Istanbul. So we always had guests coming to stay with us. And I remember one evening, is this mic still on? Is the mic still on? Okay, great. Um, one evening, and there were three of us in our flat, I went to bed. Got up in the morning and realized there were people all over the floor. People everywhere. During the night, we had a bunch of guests. 10, 15 guys arrived and were sleeping wherever they could. Now, the first reaction was, uh, I'll put my glasses on. Yep, they're there. I see them there. <laughs> I'm not dreaming. This is strange, you know. And then the next thought is uh, breakfast. So we go and buy lots of bread, tea ready to go. Uh, but it was a natural phenomenon. You just People would show up. Oh, come on in. Yeah, there's the floor. Expectation was not high. We just need a place to crash. These are, of course, young guys. They can sleep anywhere, right? But that's what you'd do. Even if it was inconvenient, you still would welcome them. You couldn't turn somebody away at the door. So proper attitude and motivation leads us to the preparation, to be ready to welcome. Peter says that uh, each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. Believe it or not, God has gifted each one of you with something, something to give somebody else. You may not think it at times, but it's true. Now, in this verse, Peter doesn't tell us what the gift is. It doesn't describe the gifts. And the thought is, these are not gifts of worship. These are gifts for the community, as discussed in Romans 12. These are gifts of service, mercy, encouragement, giving, caring. Some of you have an inordinate ability to do that. Where others would be exhausted, you're energized. To make a meal for somebody, to go to visit somebody in the hospital, to have somebody in your home. But all of us have something to give. And it can even be as simple as a smile. You know how much a smile can brighten somebody's day? It's powerful. And maybe the dentist has gifted you with good teeth. And you can have a good smile. But it's also being a steward of God's grace. That's how we exercise the gift we're given. Stewardship is wisely and responsibly using or caring for somebody else's possessions. Grace is God's possession that he extends to us. And then through us, we give it to other people because God entrusts you with his grace, grace to share with other people. So hospitality is meeting the need of another. It's sharing whatever gift you have as stewards of God's grace. This should be our desire. We should be ready to do that as opportunities arise. But what does this look like? What does sharing God's grace hospitality look like? And Peter tells us. It's words of welcome. That's where it begins. Speaking words like God would speak. That's a pretty high standard. I mean, if you read the verse, if anyone speaks, he should do it as the one speaking the very words of God. Hmm. That's a pretty high standard. Speaking the very words of God. What, what does that mean? speaking the very words of God. Our words reflect who we are, 
They reflect what's inside of us. If Christ fills your heart and your mind, then what you say will convey God's grace to another. How do you feel when somebody greets you enthusiastically with, with joy and warmth? How does it make you feel? It makes you feel great, especially if you've had a bad day. I remember meeting a young guy uh, in Istanbul, talked to him a little bit, gave him my phone number. He was semi-interested. He phoned me out of the blue one day, and it tweaks in my mind, oh, this is Mehmet. So I greet him really, you know, ah, it's so great to hear you. He pauses on the phone, and then he says to me, you know, I was nervous about calling you, but you're so happy to hear from me that I just feel encouraged. I'm glad I called. You know, it says in Proverbs 16.24, gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Words are powerful. Words of welcome are amazing what they can do in a person's life. A simple smile, a shaking of a hand, a genuine interest, I'm glad to see you, can change somebody's day. But when I looked at this, I thought to myself, how does God welcome us? Peter's saying, you know, be hospitable and use your words. If you can speak, speak the words of God. But how does God welcome us? Well, Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's how God welcomes us. You know, after his resurrection, when the disciples were freaking out, our best friend has died on the cross. We thought he was the Messiah. And Jesus appears resurrected. What's the first thing Jesus says to them? Peace be with you. Don't, don't be afraid. Peace be with you. That's his greeting to us. Peace be with you. God welcomes us also by a welcome to his kingdom. Jesus welcomes each of us and invites us to turn from whatever's wrong in our lives, whatever's bad and dark, to come to him, to receive his forgiveness as you repent, to receive from him eternal life. This is his welcome to us. When, Paul, when Peter talks about be hospitable, he's talking about something that Christ has already done for us. He's already been hospitable. In fact, it says in Revelation, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice, opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him, and he with me. We have to let a guest in the door, or else they can't come in our home. God welcomes us by inviting us, by calling us to invite him in. Have you responded to God's welcome? Have you welcomed Jesus into your life? Have you allowed God to be hospitable to you? Or have you pushed him away? When God has said hello, have you grunted and turned away? I ain't got time. Have you pushed him away? We know how that makes us feel. Have you opened your heart in repentance to receive his forgiveness and his love? To receive his welcome? It's given, but we have to receive it. And the amazing thing is that Jesus welcomes you by name. He already knows your name. It's personal. It's a personal welcome. Not just a generic welcome. Hey, how's it going, guys? It's personal for you. In his welcome to grace, we, as we accept that, 
then we become stewards of that same welcome of grace as we share it one to another and as we share it to the world in in hospitality. So hospitality begins with a will to welcome. It is expressed with words of welcome and is demonstrated by works or actions of welcome. Because words are not enough. We know in James 2, 15 and 16, James wrote this, Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes or in daily food. If one of you says to them, Oh, go in peace. Welcome. Go in peace. Keep them well fed. But there's nothing about their physical needs. What good is it? It's not a true welcome. Or John, if anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? How we welcome one another demonstrates God's presence in us. It shows God's presence in you and how you welcome one another. It is the depth of welcome that is seen in how we behave and act towards each other, which is not easy to do, which is why Peter continues and says, if anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides, not in our own strength, but in the strength that he provides, which is a reliance and dependence upon him to fill you with the ability and desire to actually be able to help another person. Even to feel compassion, sometimes God has to stir up within us. Because prizing hospitality is about an active response to the needs of those around us. And I can think of no better example than the Good Samaritan. You know the story? A man traveling down from Jerusalem to Jericho is robbed, mugged on the side of the road, broken, bruised, probably unconscious. People pass by him, priests, Levites, people you'd think would be the ones who would take care. And it was the one who was traditionally the enemy of the Jews, a Samaritan who stopped, who saw what was going on. He took pity on him, the text says. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. He practiced hospitality. The next day he took out two denarii, two days' wages, and gave them to the innkeeper, and then said, I'll be back to settle up in a few days. Being being hospitable to one another means a lot of things. Giving a person your time. We're all busy. We talked about this this morning in our Sunday school class, how busy we are, how hurried we are in life. Giving somebody time is a demonstration of hospitality. Listening to somebody, actually listening to what they're saying, hearing what they're saying, there's a story in, uh, in one of the two books that are helping to inform this series where the pastor said he walked into church, saw a young guy, said, how you doing, and walked away. And one of the elders came to the pastor later and said, you have to go apologize to Joe. He said, why? He said, because you asked how he was doing, but you didn't hear his answer. His answer was, my brother just died in a car accident. He felt terrible. He went back and apologized and made amends and prayed with the young man. We do it all the time. We expect, how are you doing? And we don't listen for the reply. Hospitality, true welcome, listens to what the person says. Sometimes it's holding somebody, giving them a hug, being available, being dependable, being there. 
because that's what hospitality is. It's not easy. It's inconvenient. Happens at the wrong times. But in hospitality and welcome, God is honored. Remember, doing this honors God because we're doing it to Jesus. It's rewarding and enriching. It deepens our fellowship. It brings us closer together. But it does something even more, even more important. And Peter ends with this in these verses. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength of God, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and power forever and ever. When we are hospitable to each other, when we love each other, we actually care for each other, God is praised through Christ. God is praised through your behavior. Because how you behave depends on what Jesus is doing in your life. If you're walking with the Lord, it's, it's an extension of your love. If you're not, if you're struggling, then you're self-focused. You're turning inward. You may need to be, have somebody be hospitable to you. And God is praised when we demonstrate our love through hospitality. We welcome each other because Christ welcomes us. And in our welcome, Christ is honored. So, wrapping this all up, putting this together, so we walk away with something in our minds about uh, how does this affect us. How do you become a welcoming person? You may sit and think, you know, I'm not very welcoming, I'm grumpy in the morning, uh, you know, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm a bad guest, you know, I don't like people in my home, you know, how do I change? What's going to happen here? Well, remember that it's a will to welcome. Then it's words, then it's works. So it's a simple process of allowing God to fill you with that desire. Becoming a walking person, you know, it begins with the question, are you prepared to be hospitable to one another? Are you ready to do that? Have you made a decision, I am going to be hospitable, I'm going to be welcoming the people? I'm going to decide to do that now so when it happens, I'm ready to do that. Do you look for ways to demonstrate a welcome? Is that in your mindset? When you walk into a a store at work, uh, when you come into church or any other environment, are you thinking to yourself, who can I welcome? I'm looking for ways to be hospitable. It's it's how you're thinking. That can be as simple as, I'm going to give my seat up on the bus to somebody or on the metro. I'm going to let this guy get ahead of me in the traffic who's coming in. I'm going to be hospitable to him. I'm going to welcome him into traffic. Yeah. Many ways to demonstrate a welcome. And they may not even know it, but God knows it. You find yourself too busy to allow a welcome to interrupt your agenda. I've got to get my work done, and uh, this person's here, and I, I really can't deal with you right now. I'm missing an opportunity to welcome somebody because of my work because of my own agenda. Be hospitable without grumbling. This is the other side of the coin. Do you feel comfortable permitting somebody to offer you hospitality? Some of us fight against that. No, no, I'll do it myself. That's okay. I've got this. I don't need any help. I'll work it out. And someone wants to be hospitable to you. Someone wants to welcome you. Someone wants to help you. And you're pushing them away. Do we do that sometimes? 
I think some of us do. I know I do sometimes. So, as we leave here today, as you go out this week, whether it's to rest a day in church or at home or at work tomorrow, or not tomorrow, tomorrow's a holiday, welcome tomorrow. Ask God to give you the will, the words, and the ways to be hospitable in his strength. It's an intentional activity. If it wasn't, it wouldn't be commanded to be hospitable. It would come naturally. But it doesn't, as our self-focus draws us to ourself and not to others. So that's our objective from this text, is to be hospitable, to intend to do it, to actually say words of welcome, and to actually demonstrate welcome. And may the grace of Christ be with you as you do this. Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice. Be made complete, be comforted, be like-minded, live in peace, and the God of love and peace shall be with you all. Amen.